What is up, guys? This is LaPatty Ball. Wearing the Steven Adams jersey today in honor of my good friend. Even though I don't know him, he's gone now. But we'll get into that later, I'm sure. I'm here with Sam. What's up, Sam? Rocking the old Ohana, Oregon shirt today. Looking sharp. Well, you know, Patrick, we record these things on game day. So usually at least one of us has something University of Oregon on. I see you got the water bottle right there. But before we get into any of that, we've got plenty of hoops to talk. Oh, yes. A multitude of hoops. I think we're going to start with the draft here. Uh, draft was on Wednesday. I would say it was exciting. I mean, as exciting as a draft can be at times. I can get a little slow, but still very fun. Uh, I'll just run through the... We'll just do top 10 right now for the picks that were picked. Uh, number one, Timberwolves drafted Anthony Edwards, as expected. Number two, Warriors drafted James Wiseman, again, as expected. Uh, Hornets drafted the Mellow Ball at three. Expected. Hold on a minute. Does that mean we went three for three on the top three? It does. It very well does. We did it. We're winners. We'll take it. I was a little worried with that Anthony Edwards pre-draft report, but they still picked him at number one, and we did it. Uh, we were kind of wrong at four, but I think everybody was when the Bulls drafted Patrick Williams out of Florida State. Uh, number five, the Cavaliers drafted Isaac Ocaro. Uh, number six, the Hawks drafted Onika Okongwo. Uh, Pistons drafted Killian Hayes at number 7 Knicks drafted Dayton star Obi Toppin at number 8 Wizards drafted Israel's Denny Avdija at 9 And the Suns drafted Maryland's Jalen Smith at 10 Sam now, Hold on a second Can we compare this to what our top 10 was really quick? Because I believe yes. We at least had a lot of the same players Even if it wasn't in the right order I remember I texted you draft 9 and said hey, We didn't do that bad So we got the first 3 right Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, then LaMelo Ball. We didn't have Patrick Williams going until number eight to the New York Knicks. That was our mistake. We said that Avdija would be going there. So almost flipped those two. We said Obi Toppin would be taken at five. Instead, it was Isaac Okoro. We said Okoro wouldn't be taken until nine to Washington. Number seven. You predicted that Halliburton would be taken by the Detroit Pistons. Sorry to throw you under the bus like that. But instead it was Killian Hayes taken. And as I continue to go through, Obi Toppin went 8. At 8, we had Patrick Williams. At 9, Denny Avdija went. We had Okoro. And then at 10, we had Jalen Smith out of Maryland when we said it would be Achiwa, who was not drafted until number 22, Miami. I believe we uh we did get did we get the sixth pick right with the Hawks? Oneka? Did we, we did. So we got the first, second, third, and sixth pick right. We could go through the rest of the first round, but we don't want to bore everybody here. So we can move on from that. Draft though, it went pretty well. Each of our teams, I think, picked something up, at least. At least something. I know Portland didn't get to pick a player until CJ Ellerby in the second round out of Washington State. But this was this was an interesting draft. It was an interesting it was interesting to see number one how it took place virtually and most people from home, if not everybody. As well as seeing a lot of the moves that went down around the draft, because there were some very, very interesting trades and developments that came out of the draft and came out from around the draft 
And I believe that we are going to get into a couple of those here in just a second. Yes. Um, before that, I was going to ask you, Sam, um, just really fast. One pick you really liked, other than the top three, because everybody knows top three was pretty much those three guys universally. Bless you. For, you just sneezed. Um, I was going to get into one pick you liked and one pick you didn't like. Just out of the first round. Let's do that. What do you got off the top of your head? Well, Sacramento's pick at number 12 was Tyrese Halliburton, and that's a pick I love. We had Halliburton going in the top 10 for a reason. He is a very, very, very talented basketball player. And I believe that he will fit in very well with Sacramento, especially next to Fox right there. A pick that I didn't like, I'm not sure there was a pick that I didn't like, but I'll, I'll go with the Patrick Williams pick as one that was just a little bit surprising. Maybe he does develop into something that will be completely new and completely interesting and will have a much better understanding of what Chicago is trying to do there. But just for now, I thought that there were still some more talented players, uh, more talented than... Williams, at least, I believe, on the board at the time. But we'll see how that turns out. It's always way too early to tell. We won't know how this draft turned out until 2023-2024. Yes, that is. we do have a long ways to wait before we finally figure out how this draft went. Um, if I had to give you a guy that I really liked, I liked Danny Avdija at 9. We had him in our top 4 for a reason. I think this guy is freaking awesome, especially coming out of Israel. Nobody really... Watches a lot of Israel basketball, at least among the the common NBA fan. If you're a scout, that's your job to Wait, watch. Wait, do you but not watch the Israeli league? I'm afraid I I've been slacking a little. I uh, I I have it on I have them all on my uh, DVR downstairs. So I mean it's it's getting there. They're gonna be watched at some point. All two years that I've missed. Um, but I really like that pick. I think Washington got a steal. And a pick I didn't like as much, I'd have to go with one pick down. That would be Jalen Smith to the Suns. I, it's not, not not anything against Jalen Smith necessarily. I just think he doesn't really fit in super well when you already have DeAndre Ayton in there as well as Mikhail Bridges in that area and some other guys, obviously. I'd rather have them take a kind of a wing maybe to fit around Chris Paul, who we'll get into later, obviously. Devin Booker, um, I'd rather have somebody slide in that small forward spot instead of a bigger guy. But, I mean, I could be totally wrong and look like an idiot in a couple years. Uh, that's just the fun of the draft. But, Sam, we're going to get into this NBA offseason stuff as a whole because there has been a whole lot. Everybody kind of thought it would be a boring offseason with no huge free agent names, but that is not the case here. Um, it's been the opposite of that. And I think... I think we're just going to go into this. We're each going to uh, pick two winners and a loser. And Sam, I'll start with you. Which, which of your teams do you want to start with? You have you want to go with Bucks first? Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's go with the Milwaukee Bucks first. The Milwaukee Bucks are winners in my mind because of one move alone, and that is getting Holiday. Holiday is a real good point guard. He is probably as good as you get without making the all-star team, if that makes sense. He can D up like anybody in the league. He is a ferocious defender. He is also an aggressive offensive player. He is really good at being able to dish the ball, and I think that he'll run a pick and roll with Giannis Antetokounmpo that will be unlike any scene around the NBA. I think the Bucks are major winners after their move to get Drew Holiday. Patrick, I'll turn it over to you. Give me one of your two winners. 
I am going to go with actually your team on this one, Sam. I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers. I didn't know if I would be saying this, but as soon as I saw that Robert Covington move made where they traded Robert Covington for Trevor Ariza, the 16th pick in this year's draft, which became Isaiah Stewart, even though he's now in the Pistons, and another first-round pick next year. I really liked this move a lot. And they continued to make great moves. They brought back Ennis Cantor. Didn't really have to give up that much. They basically just gave up Mario Hazonia, who I don't like very much as a piece in the Blazer system. I know Sam obviously doesn't, judging by that eye roll there. But I I think they continued with some strong moves in free agency, starting with the Rodney Hoods, re-signing Rodney Hood. Uh, about $10.5 million a year. I think that's very fair. Rodney Hood is a very valuable piece for this team. Then kind of a questionable move, Derek Jones Jr. to the Blazers. Uh, he's making $9.5 million a year to catch lobs um, and contribute some defense at times. But I that was that was the biggest questionable move to me by them, but they made a bunch of great moves. I was very pleased with how this offseason went. And I honestly think Portland is nearing contender status. I don't know if I'm fully ready to label them as a contender just because of how loaded the West is, but I, I think they're up there in the West hierarchy. Sam, nice mug. Thank you. People, you realize the majority of people listen to this podcast and have no idea what you say when you say stuff like nice mug and I can see you're yawning. Like, they be, these people have no conceptual understanding of the things happening on this Zoom call right now. And you just, you just being able to describe about one third of what's going on isn't really helping anybody, Patrick. Maybe they should watch the YouTube videos I upload every Sunday on Sunday Morning Hoops YouTube, but that sounds like a them problem. Oh, um, where can they subscribe to that? How many people? How, when can? Where can they subscribe? This, this platform called YouTube. Okay. It's uh, it's uh, this up and coming thing. I'm not really sure how big it is, but we're on YouTube. Sunday morning hoops. Only have two subscribers, so get up there. I need to start publicizing this more. So that's on me. But YouTube, along with the Instagram, the Twitter. We're just everywhere. I'll we'll 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 get more into that at the end, though. I will lay out specific instructions for everybody, obviously. But Sam, ten minutes into I the podcast, you... ten minutes into the podcast, and already promoting ourselves as hard as we can. I love it. I love it. What we do here. That's how it is. That I. That's how we do it. Um, Sam, I believe you had another winner. Who is your other big winner this offseason so far? Winner. So far, I must say the Phoenix Suns have come out looking like a winner for getting Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chris Paul is the type of player that will be absolutely perfect for the Suns team. They need somebody who can be a calming force. They need somebody who can come in with some veteran leadership, run the show, operate the point, take care of business, and then you have one of the most explosive two guards in the entire NBA next to him. I think the Phoenix Suns went from a team fighting for a playoff spot to a team who's guaranteed to have one. Yes, I'm saying that the Phoenix Suns will make the playoffs in 2021 because of Chris Paul. That's a very weird sentence. I don't know if I like hearing that. I mean, obviously, I'm going to want to root for the Suns in the playoffs because I know my team's not going to be in the playoffs, but that's a that's a later topic. Um, my other big winner in this offseason has to be the Los Angeles Lakers. You might be thinking, this is a team that won an NBA championship. How can they already be a winner? They're not going to be doing anything. Well, you're wrong, even though you thought that. You're wrong, viewer, listener at home. You're an idiot because this team went out and got not one six-man-of-the-year candidate, but two. And they had they got first the first move they made, they got Dennis Schroeder, who should have won the six-man-of-the-year, in my total unbiased opinion. Um, for the 25th and 28th pick, which actually turned into the 17th pick for Oklahoma City, 
And then they went out and they signed Montrez Harrell from the rival Clippers at a deal that is two years, $19 million. Same Same amount of money that Derek Jones was given, actually. So if you think about it, he's basically a Derek Jones equivalent. <laughs> um, for Portland, essentially. for But LA made two huge moves. I really like this. I didn't think this team could get much better, and they they did. This is going to be a different Lakers team. A lot more firepower. And, yeah, I'd have to label them a winner. I would like to give an honorable mention, though, right now. We do have some somewhat breaking news with uh, Fred Van Vliet back with the Raptors. Four years, 85 mil. I like that deal a lot for the Raptors, so they're an honorable mention winner. But, Sam... I don't know if I'm going to like this loser pick of yours, but I think it's a very fair one. Who's your pick? The Oklahoma City Thunder are losers. They're losers. They're losers. I'm sorry. They lose Chris Paul. They lose Steven Adams. They lose Danilo Gallinari. There's not a whole lot else to say besides that. That's three big pieces that you're missing. I can tell from the unbelievable excitement that I am seeing from Mr. Lohati Ball right now that he is just so excited to be in the lottery for the 2021 draft. I I am. I'm really excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be great fun to watch this team, even though I don't even know who's going to be on the roster. But, yeah, I think that's a very obvious loser pick. I mean, it's an, obviously an intentional pick by the Thunder because they are just becoming pick city. They're just trading anyone and everyone for first-round picks. But I... Uh, for my loser, I am going to have to go with the Houston Rockets because this is a team that I don't know where they're going or what they're doing right now because you start out trading Robert Covington, kind of signals a new era, it seems, because Robert Covington, obviously a big piece of that team for a long time. So I, I assumed Harden and Westbrook were going to be gone not long after that. Still on the team as of this podcast. And, and then you go out and you pick up Christian Wood. I, I, I don't know why you do that. I mean, I like Christian Wood, but I just don't, I don't get it. What are, what, are, what are you trying to be right now, Houston? Are you trying to be a rebuilding team, building around Christian Wood? I don't think that's a strong centerpiece. Are you trying to run it back for another year? Because Harden really does not seem to want to be there right now. To quote Eric Bledsoe, I don't want to be here. Um, it sounds like what we're getting from Harden. Maybe we can get one of those tweets at some point. But I just, what are you doing? What are what are you doing? You have very few picks. The picks are all owned by my team now. So even if you want to rebuild, it's going to be kind of hard. I mean, obviously you'll get picks when trading Westbrook and Harden, for sure. But I just don't know what, what you're doing. And for that reason, I have to label you as a loser. And... It's already 15 minutes in, and we are out of content. So, Sam, I just had this great idea. Hold I'm on gonna... a second. Can I, can I bring you one more loser to the forefront? Because I guess. While scrolling Twitter as we were getting this started, we saw a Woj bomb. Breaking news. As of yesterday morning when you're hearing this, that Gordon Hayward was signed to a $120 million deal. And the great Rob Perez at Worldwide Wobe tweeted this out, and it just brought to my attention how big of a loser the Charlotte Hornets really are. Gordon Hayward, $30 million a year. Nicholas Batum, $27.130434 million a year. Terry Rozier, $18.9 million a year. And Cody Zeller, 
$415,730 a year. This is going to be a fun season for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I um, I I just never really get what the Hornets are trying to do because it seems like every year they're moving towards a rebuild, which I think is a great idea because they just don't really have very many assets. And then they make a move in free agency where I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, why do you give Gordon Hayward $30 million? He doesn't fit your timeline. You have no use for Gordon Hayward at $30 million for four years. And this isn't the Gordon Hayward of Utah, who is a fringe all-star to an all-star. This is this is a guy who has just not been healthy for a while. I mean, it's not necessarily his fault, and he just hasn't looked that good. And I don't know why you're throwing $30 million at this guy. I Hats off to Michael Jordan, though. Uh, if they bring in Russell Westbrook, this is an awesome team of Russell Westbrook, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, uh, Devontae Graham, that I just don't know what that team does at any point in the season. Like, what is that team? I tend to agree with you. And one, I must say, I didn't realize this until just now, but there is one piece you missed mentioning when talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's the signing of Wesley Matthews. Wow. Uh, my apologies. Wesley Matthews a beast. Only $3.6 million. Great move for one year. It's a rental. Uh, didn't like them losing Dwight Howard as much, but they, they more than replaced him with a Montrose Harrell, a guy I already spoke on. But, Sam, I, I did just have this great idea off the top of the, the dome here. Right. Um, I was going to throw at you some contracts that we've gotten so far in free agency, and I just want your... Just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Okay? I love it. And I love give me it. A little We're explanation. We're playing pay him or slam. I love it. Yes. Pay him. Well, this is a new, new. We'll just call it pay him or slam. That is the new name of this. Okay. First one. Uh, Danilo Gallinari to the Hawks. Three years, sixty-one point five mil. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Ah, uh, this one's tough off the bat. Tough off the bat. Danilo Gallinari is a. Real good basketball player who is definitely going to be improving his play over the next couple of seasons. You know what? I kind of like what the Hawks are putting together there. They've got Trey Young. They've got John Collins. They now have the rookie center out of USC. They're bringing in Gallinari. They're putting something together here. I'm not. They're no contender by any means. But hey, you might be able to fight for a playoff spot, especially in the Eastern Conference. I'll say worth it. I'll say paying. You know what? I appreciate that if nothing else, Atlanta is at least being aggressive. Pam. I I tend to disagree with you. I was going to say slam because maybe, maybe not necessarily from a Hawks standpoint as I, I kind of do like the moves they are making. But from a Danilo Gallinari standpoint, this is a guy who said before the offseason, I want to go to a contender. I want to play winning basketball. And I was like, okay, you can leave my team if you want to go do that. That's totally fine. But why are you going to the Atlanta Hawks for that? They're not going to get you a, a title, dude. I'm sorry. if You could have gone to Miami. You could have gone to a finals team. But, you know, I guess you want the bag, even though you explicitly said you don't want the bag. You want to play for a championship. I don't know. But slam on the... Danilo Gallinari portion of this, but I, I think it's a decent move by the Hawks. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on the move from their standpoint. But next one I'm going to throw at you. This is actually breaking news as of one minute ago, or now. Um, Avery Bradley 
Two years, 11.6 mil to the Miami Heat. Pay him or slam him, Sam. Maybe it's just the market. Maybe it's the fact that the salary cap's going up, but I'll pay him. I'll pay him. I think that it is a good move for the Heat. I think Miami is a team who is in the position to contend, contend right away. They're in win-now mode. I think it's the kind of move you make if you're in win-now mode. Interesting. You say Miami's in win-now? What makes you say that? That's weird. I would have guessed they're rebuilding. Maybe the fact that they were just in a championship and Jimmy G Buckets is one of the greats on the planet. Okay, I guess that argument makes sense, but I, I tend to agree with you. That's a that's a Pam for me. I think you got to build a con- you're, you have a contender. You can continue to build a contender if you're Miami. I like this move a lot. Um, let's see what I can hit you with. Jeremy Grant, you know him. I don't know if you love him. I love him. I do. Uh, to the Pistons, three years, sixty million. Sixty million. Man, that is a lot of money for Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant a lot. I thought he was part of what made Denver such a dangerous ball club. But that's a lot of money for Jeremy Grant, Detroit. I guess you don't really have a whole lot else going on, so you can afford to pay a guy like that that much money. I'm not sure if it's a contract that I think really works out with a lot of other NBA teams, but you know what? Detroit wants to overpay. Detroit can overpay. I say slay it. I think it's a little bit too much money, just slightly too much money, especially for a Detroit team that's not going to be contending anytime soon. Jeremy Grant is a really good player for a contender because he goes in there and does some of the dirty work. The problem is Detroit doesn't have anybody to do any kind of work in general. So having somebody who does dirty work, I don't know how much that will do for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go with Slam. I like that Jeremy Grant's getting the bag, but I, I don't see why you're doing this for Detroit when you could just re-sign Christian Wood. Uh, but you decide not to do that, and you do this. And here's another Detroit move I'm going to throw at you, Sam. Let's hit it with uh, Mason Plumley to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, three years, $25 million. <laughs> Mason Plumley. Is a serviceable center. Will you give me the dollar count one more time, just so I can? <sighs> Twenty-five million over three years. That's about a little over eight million a year for Mason Plumley. Pam, I think it's fine. I think that's about the running rate at this point for a decent center, which is exactly what I think he is. I think that he is a backup on the top half of good teams, a starter on the bottom half of bad teams. Pay him. I think that it is, it's not the ideal deal, but it is one that you can walk away from and say, at least we got a piece that can help us defensively and help us get some rebounds. That's fair. I, I would tend to go slam. I just don't think Mason Plumlee is a great use of eight over a little over $8 million, $8.33 million a year. I think you can, you can put that money elsewhere, I think. Um, that's just me, though. But... I'm going to hit you with a couple more here. Um, let's do Goran Dragic back with the Miami Heat. Two years, $37.4 million. Pay him or slam? Pay him. It's a lot of money, I know. It's a lot of money, but Goran Dragic is a big part of that team. When he got injured, we were able to see how that affected the Miami Heat. He is a very good basketball player. He is very helpful to that team and what they do. 
yeah, as much money as that is, I think that it's kind of worth it for a guy who's as talented as he is, who is as helpful to his team as he is. I tend to give the money to him, give him the bag, pay him. Yeah, I usually tend to lean more slam on these, but I'm going to go pay him for this one. I really like Drogic. I think he fits really well with the Heat culture and the Heat franchise. And I honestly think he could retire there. I uh, I think this is a good move for a title contending team. Um, so I'm I'm with you on the pay him, Sam. I know we talked about this move a little bit, but I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Derek Jones Jr. to the Portland Trailblazers for two years and nineteen million dollars. Oh, jeez. Um, Portland definitely needed a wing who could defend. They which. Derek Jones Jr. can. I believe I saw a stat yesterday that said that he was the third best perimeter defender in in terms of his... The man he's guarding's three-point percentage throughout the game. He's a good three-point defender. That's something Portland needed. He can also throw down some windmill dunks when you want him to. He's a good good type of guy who can join you in the uh, slam dunk contest if you want. But, God, that's so much money. That's so... To use a... Full mid-level exception on a guy who will be helpful is a lot. When I think you, when I think mid-level exception, I think somebody who can come in and make a legitimate difference on your team. When I think mid-level exception, I think like maybe you're able to get a maybe you're able to get somebody like Paul Millsap. Maybe you're able to get somebody like, oh, I don't know, Harold, who you said had the exact, just about the exact same contract with the Lakers. That's more the quality of player I'm hoping for for the middle-level exception. Derek Jones Jr., I appreciate you. I really hope that I'm wrong about you. Slam. Yeah, you guys already know my thoughts on this. That's an easy slam. This is a guy who barely played with Miami down the stretch last year. Uh, why? Why $9.5 million a year? Why? Why wouldn't you pay Paul Millsap that or somebody else, anybody else? Uh, yeah, that's an easy slam for me. Last one, Samuel. Last one. This is a guy re-signing back with his old team. Joe Harris, back with the Nets. Four years Seventy-five million dollars. Pay him, pay him. I like it. Joe Harris is—he is exactly the player that Brooklyn needs because what does he do? He is a decent defender, and the man can shoot the lights out. He can absolutely shoot the lights out, and I think that that's exactly what Brooklyn's going to need him to do. Look, let's take a look at the construction of this team as of right now. No moves have gone down James Harden-wise. So, you have to say that starting lineup at the moment is looking like Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. Awesome team already. Awesome team already. What Joe Harris brings to that team is somebody who can camp out and gun. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do. It's exactly what they need from him. I think that it's a good deal for the Nets to be able to bring back their three-point champion, their ball player from the outside, somebody who can spread the floor, play a little defense, good move, Pam. 
Yeah, I tend to agree. I'm a big Joe Harris fan. I always try to pick him up when I'm playing 2K because I really like his game. Uh, that's an easy pay-in for me. I mean, I know it is a bit much, but this is to a contending team who needs some bench help, and they can retain that said bench helper. I guess he would be a starter technically. He would be a starter, depending. but if they do make a move for, say, a guy with a beard and who's from Houston, I think that Joe Harris does become their sixth man and a pretty dangerous one at that. Yeah, if they do make a move for PJ Tucker, I think uh, <laughs> that's uh, that makes sense. But yeah, um, we are out of time. But don't don't fret really fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is for the audience at home. I'm gonna help you guys with something that you really need help with. Uh, if you have Twitter, go to Twitter. Uh, go follow at Sunday M Hoops uh, for all of our our news. Uh, we're on Instagram with. Uh, I believe it's at Sunday. I just need to check the exact username. It's just Sunday Morning Hoops. Uh, go follow on Instagram. And on YouTube, it's Sunday Morning Hoops for clips and full episodes. So just a second to plug plug us. Uh, Samuel, uh, your Instagram, Samuel101TS. Is that correct? Is that, that, is wrong? The, is it- that is my social media across the board. Anywhere you are on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you prefer, at Samuel101TS, you will find me. And I am at LaPetty Ball, just taking a quick sec to plug ourselves, as always. But, Sam, thank you, as always, for talking some hoops, taking the time out of your uh, busy, quote-unquote, busy life. Uh, Yeah, everybody, have a fantastic week. Obviously, can't watch any basketball. Go do something with your life. Give a hoot, read a book, something, I don't know, anything. Something cool. Something that makes you cool. I know I won't be doing anything. But, Sam, have fun watching that Oregon game today. I know I will. Have a great one. Everybody at home. See ya!